Chapter 8 The Return Amory hit the soil of Temper Time Cemetery with the fire of ecstasy and the burn of adrenaline. Emotions flared within him, sending chills across his flesh. He had thrown the chains of his oppression away and sacrificed everything for this one last chance at embracing the wonders of his marvelous dreams. He ran with the flight of exhilaration, the supreme power of ingenious imagination and unstoppable hope. Once he was deep inside the cemetery, Amory brought out the compass from around his neck and let it guide him to his most fervently desired destination. Under the blur of sweat, a raging heartbeat, and impulsive thoughts, he sprinted towards the netherden, not slowing until it was within his sight, believing with all of his might that the tree would hold the remedy to his unquenchable longings. The sun was making its final surrender to the horizon when Amory saw in the distance, as if by the cue of his every ambition, the streaming lights of blue and white soaring around the beautiful black tree. There were three enchanting wisps, one significantly larger than the other two, and they zipped and swirled with wondrous speed and beauty. With dazzled eyes, Amory stopped and watched the lights dance, their radiance glowing across his face. Within this daze, he found himself lost within an enthralling vision as his grip on reality, for a moment, gracefully slipped away. The boy refrained from lingering too long in his reverie and retrieved reality's focus. He walked down the incline of the sunken terrain leading to the netherden and tucked himself against a tombstone. Once there, he waited and wished with all of his might that the robed figure would come once more to collect the wisps. From some other place than the Isle of Winter, this robed figure traveled, and so Amory planned to follow it, a wager out of all possibilities of sequence that he had come at the right moment of a slim window of opportunity. While Amory waited, he dwelled on the realization that his mother would assemble other people to go to the cemetery and help her find him, and that he did not have much time. The longer Amory waited, the faster and fiercer his heartbeat pulsed. The weight of his decision grew heavier and denser within his mind as time decayed along with the chance of his success. His skin became clammy and his mouth ashen dry. I cannot say that the fault of your returning is entirely your own, young Amory, Ragdaddle Moonchelly said as he stepped out from behind a tombstone only a few graves away from Amory, appearing as if from nowhere without hint of his approach nor the proximity of his presence. He wore the same brightly colored geometrically patterned outfit. I am to blame for allowing the candle of adventure to flicker on. And so, to be fair, I must give you one last chance to absolve yourself if you so choose. I give you two choices, bright as flame. You may forget all about coming to this cemetery until you have completed your required tests, and I will ensure that all trespasses are entirely forgiven. Or you may plunge inescapably deep into this unknown world for at least one glance at the mysteries that surround you. If you choose this second option, then, beyond where I lead you, I will no longer have any hand in intervening with what you then decide to do. And if there are dire repercussions as a result of what I have let happen here, then I will be the first in line to cast you out on the black waters. Amory stared stolidly at the sprith. He hesitated only slightly. I want to see the unknown. As I suspected... Quickly, 
Follow my path. The Sprith waved the boy on with a hand. Ragdaddle began swiftly moving through the cemetery. Amory got up and followed, jogging to keep up with the Sprith's ease of speed. Dusk had concluded, and night had gathered in its stead. After some time, a clamor of voices, most likely from Lunel's search party, traveled to them from a distance, causing Ragdaddle to even further quicken his pace. Hurry, he muttered into the darkness. Amory hastened his steps. The boy followed the sprith for a little while longer before he stopped in the middle of a specific tombstone, deep in the middle of Tempertime Cemetery. This is where we part ways, young Amory, Ragdaddle said. Ring that bell and you shall see the unknown. Looking down at the side of the tombstone, Amory found an oddity. He saw a little bell suspended on a short metal pole that extended from the ground. Its surfaces were immaculately smooth and clean, glowing in perfect condition without any sign of rust or tarnish. Although it looked like bronze, it was crafted from a material Amory had never before seen. Amory turned to say goodbye to the Sprith, but he was gone. As mysteriously as he had appeared, he had vanished. As the boy pivoted his head in awe of how Ragdaddle had disappeared, he also noticed that the once distant voices were not so distant any longer, and he could almost make out his name. Amory roughly swallowed the saliva accumulating in his dried-out mouth and slowly yet eagerly reached his hand towards the bell. He halted his hand, extended his first finger, and flicked the bell. The most beautiful peal his ears had ever heard vibrated melodically throughout the air. Amory's hair stood on end, and he could not help but smile as he basked in the note. The diapason then faded away after its short-lived performance. After the sound ceased, Amory again reached down towards the bell to renew its ring. But before he could do so, the ground beneath him dissolved and he fell into darkness. After but a moment, he landed upon a solid floor. Warmth flooded into him.